Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Today, we're going to be uh, starting just a new three-part series. This is Christmas, and we want to be talking about a Christmas encounter. A Christmas encounter. You can't read the Christmas story and understand what went on at Christmas without understanding, without seeing that Christmas was about people encountering God in some way. Um, I've been thinking a lot about about the faith that we have. And I don't just mean faith that moves mountains and and faith that uh, heals the sick and faith that does things, which is very, very powerful. But the fact that we have a faith in a real God, He's real. He's not just a religious figure. And as we go through certain aspects in the next few weeks, over the Christmas season about encounters with God that people have had. Our expectation has got to be that our lives rise up to the level of Scripture and not that we bring down Scripture to the level of our experience. So let's turn in our Bibles. We're going to go to the almost the very start of this sort of Christmas encounter um, you know, season, but also the, the account in the Word of God. Luke chapter 1, verses uh, 26 to 37. It says this, the Scriptures will come up on the screen as well. So if you haven't got your Bible with you, that's, that's okay. So it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee, to a, a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, for the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of a greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. I mean, this couldn't be any clearer, could it? What an announcement. Now indeed you're... Um, I'll go down to verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Today I want to talk about it is supernatural. It's supernatural. Our experience with God is supernatural. Our faith in God is supernatural. Our encounters with God, they 
are supernatural. The relationship we have with God is supernatural. It's very easy for us to reduce our faith down to a level of intellect. Our faith down to a level of just a belief. But God is a spirit. And the encounters we have with God, whether it's at the time of salvation or it's in our, in, it's in our experience of prayer or it's in our praise and worship or it's just in our everyday life when we walk into situations and we think, wow, that could only have been God. That could only have been God. That's a but God moment. It's supernatural. Can I hear an amen this morning? This is probably the most important supernatural encounter that anybody ever had. (laughs) This is the encounter with God that changed everything. Mary's encounter with the angel and and the pronouncement of the promise of the conception of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Supernatural through and through. There isn't anything about this that was possible. Everything about this is impossible. Number one, an angel turned up. Really? Do we really believe in angels now? An angel came and spoke and said, you're going to conceive a baby through supernatural means. I mean, do we really believe that this stuff can happen? And that her response was let it be done to me according to your word and the Holy Spirit did what the angel said. Nine months later, the son of the living God was born. (laughs) So I've just got four or five points quickly today to stir something in our expectation. Is that okay today? The first point is this, the realm of of the Spirit is real. The realm of the Spirit is real. We are surrounded by, we are centred in a very real world of the Spirit. God Himself is a Spirit. He is the Creator God. Before all things, our God existed. He is the creator of all things. There are angels. There are fallen angels. There are demonic spirits. I think, wow, it's a bit heavy for Christmas, isn't it? Well, I just want to start this. Start this off with an understanding that there is a spirit world. The realm of the spirit is very, very real. And if we are going to be used by God, if we're going to walk with God, if we're going to pray and if we're going to receive answered prayer, if we're going to have something more than a dead religion, if we're going to have something more that becomes a boring traditional uh, conformity duty religion, we need to get used to the fact that God 
is supernatural God. Very easy to limit God to the supernatural, uh, uh, to the physical world. And in fact, I've heard a lot of preaching about how we are to see God in all the very natural things. And of course, that is absolutely true. The Bible says the whole of creation speaks of the wonders of God. But what I think can sort of happen sometimes is that we think God is natural. And that God operates in the natural world, which he does, but he's almost restricted to that. So when God moves, he can only do that which is natural. And when God moves, he can only do that which is possible. And of course, God, and through natural means. But today, I want to stir something that our God is a supernatural God. He's a supernatural God. And in fact, first and foremost, our faith has got to be centred on the fact that there is a world and a realm of the Spirit. The Spirit world and God being Spirit and the supernatural world is not the, the cream on the top. It's not the little bit on top because our lives are 99% just natural, ordinary, and then sometimes perhaps there's a little bit of supernatural. No, I firmly believe that our lives are to be lived from the place of the supernatural. We live from the place of what God has done in our spirit. And in fact, the life of faith can be so real that it's not that the natural world becomes unreal, but the spirit world becomes more real. I hope you're getting something this morning. The realm of the Spirit is real. I want to encourage us today to be ready for supernatural encounters. That's a big thing to say. You know what really surprises me about Mary? And it's like quite amazing. And I, of course, we understand that the Bible doesn't tell us everything. Doesn't tell us everything. We don't know the first 14, 15, 16 years of her life. We don't know anything about it. Um, the only thing we know is that the angel turned up and said, you're blessed and you're highly favoured. So there was something about Mary that meant that God chose Mary. But even in God being able to choose Mary, God must have prepared Mary. He didn't just go around going, now where is somebody that fits the bill? In his divine, supernatural way, God said, Mary. And he said that before the foundation of the earth. So she still had a choice. She still made daily choices. She still had to have her own heart after God. But I can guarantee you this, God took care of Mary. Hello? God took care of Mary. And she was blessed and highly favoured. And I don't know if this is the first supernatural encounter she ever had. She might have seen angels every day for a year. Who knows? We don't know. Perhaps she had a prayer life where she prayed and the, the heavens opened and she had open dreams and visions. Who knows? We don't know. 
But one thing that sort of gives us a little bit of an indication, and it sort of surprises me, when the angel turns up and says, blessed are you, Mary. And, you know, she's not surprised that she saw an angel. You know what surprised her? She said, well, that's a funny greeting. It says that she was actually surprised at the greeting, not at the fact that she saw an angel. So it gives me a little bit of a sense that I don't think this is the first time that she encountered the realm of the supernatural. I want to encourage us today, the realm of the Spirit is real and be prepared and be ready for supernatural encounters with God. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we pray for them. Oh, God, I want to see an angel. God, I want to see an angel. God, I want to see an angel. No, uh, the, the object of our desire is not angels. We would see Jesus. Amen. We want to see Jesus. We want to be our eyes and our hearts to be filled with the vision of Jesus. I'm not thinking one day I'm going to see an angel face to face. No, one day I'm going to behold him and I'm going to see Jesus face to face. That's what stirs inside of me. That's what fans into flame the love and the passion that I have for what I do and for who we are as a family and for what's going on in the world today is that this is all about Jesus. But Jesus operates in the spirit world. Thank God that He can speak to us through other people. And from my experience, that's the vast majority of the time. It'll be in a conversation. It'll be in a a sermon that's being preached. It'll be in a prayer meeting. It'll be in a song that's being sung. You know, we'll hear God will speak to us as we interact with other people. But can I say today, let's be ready. Let's be prepared for the realm of the supernatural in Jesus' mighty name. Let's be ready for the glory of God to touch our lives. I have no doubt in my life I would have encountered angels. I have no doubt, but I don't know if I have. I can't remember seeing one, but you know what? I've had so many things happen in my life, it must have been an angel. Now, if you think that's strange, you need to listen to this message today. Hello? Because this is normal for the Christian. The Bible says some of us have entertained angels and we don't know it. That's in the New Testament. I don't know, have you ever been just in the right place at the right time and someone has just been there and done something or something's happened and you think, you know what? That was just beyond coincidence. I want to stir something today that there is a realm of the supernatural and that God wants us to experience this very real world of the Spirit. I love Mary. She, she had such a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says after this that um, you know, she goes to see her cousin, I think it is, and the baby in the womb jumps and all. You know, things are said and blessed to you and highly favoured. And it says, so Mary, she pondered these things in her heart. Some people are very quick to speak. Other people are very quick to listen and to allow something to stir on the inside. I think sometimes we'd hear God more if we just gave Him a bit of time. 
I think sometimes we'd experience the realm of the Spirit a little bit more if we just quietened down everything else and we just gave God opportunity in our lives. And we just said, no, I'm just going to turn off distraction. I'm just going to turn off. I wonder if Mary had all these incredible things go on because she knew how to deal with distraction. I think so many times we are robbed of some of the things that God has for us and the encounters and the experiences that we have just because we are more aware of the distractions around our lives than be firmly focused and have our mind set on the things of the Spirit. This is why to pray in the Holy Ghost is so very, very important. And I know it's something that we talk about a lot and we push a lot. But the Apostle Paul, and it's in the New Testament, in whole chunks of Scripture about, he said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. And all of us can pray in tongues and all of us have got a desire to prophesy. And what's he saying? Be mindful of the realm of the Spirit. I will pray with my spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit and I will sing with my understanding, Paul said. The realm of the spirit is real. What's the second thing today from this, from this incredible encounter that Mary had? The second one is this, God is in charge. Can we all say that? God is in charge. Now, whilst I doubt that God will appear to you and promise you something on the level of Mary. I doubt it, all right, I doubt it. I doubt very much if the word that you or I get is gonna be as historic as the word that came to Mary. You're gonna have a, a conception by the Holy Ghost and he's Jesus, the Son of God. You know, you, you gotta have a pretty good word to top that one, all right? <laughs> But the fact is, God is in charge. And again, we think of Mary and, and her life and how she must have been prepared for God to speak this level of word into her life. But I love her response to what the angel said. Let it be done to me according to your word. Let it be done to me. For Mary, that meant everything changed. If you read the account in another gospel, it says that God had to specifically speak to Joseph and spoke to him in a dream. Why did he speak to Joseph? Because he was gonna take Mary off and hide her away because this is like the ultimate dishonour. She's pregnant and we're not married. And he was going to take her away and he wasn't going to be nasty, wasn't going to divorce her publicly, do any of that sort of stuff or, you know, the betrothal, you know, all of that. Destroyed, broken off. He loved her and he obviously believed certain things and thought, well, I don't understand this. The Bible didn't tell us everything. But he said he was going to take her away and hide her away and then come back, I don't know, sometime later with, I don't know, the Bible didn't say, but it was like to, to sort of cover this all up. So God gave him a dream and said, you know what? This is God. 
What God has done is God. But I want you to think of the impact of this. There's Mary, teenage girl, and everything in her life changed because of one encounter or this one encounter with the Holy Ghost, with the angel. God is in charge. And as we open ourselves up to the realm of the Spirit, I think a great response is, Lord, let your will be done. Speak to me whatever you want to speak to me. Instruct me in any way you want to instruct me. Now, I don't believe God is going to come and with all of us turn our world so much upside down that, we, that everything changes in one moment. But the fact is, encounters with God means that things change. Things move. You can't stay the same. You cannot stay the same when you encounter God. Now, we encounter God in, our, you know, in the times just like we did this morning. That worship time was beautiful. We cannot stay the same when we encounter God. We cannot stay the same when we pray. We cannot stay the same when God speaks to us out of the Bible. We cannot stay the same. But it was the response of Mary that was just so wonderful. It was basically, God, you're in charge. God, you're in charge. Your will be done. The third point today, which I love, and I've already covered this just a little bit, is this, God declares Mary, and therefore God declares me to be blessed and highly favoured. Amen. We did a whole series on this, so I'm not going to re-preach the series, but um, I don't know how many girls God had to choose from. I don't know. I don't know if there was a pool and He'd prepared them all and see who came out best. I don't know if there was a dozen I don't know if there was a hundred. I don't know if he said, you know what, this one. But what I think is absolutely wonderful is that the favour and the blessing of God positions us for God's will to be done in our lives. The Bible says we gain possession of the land by favour. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow. We know the blessing stuff. We know the favour stuff and we are blessed and highly favoured. But what is really important is that the blessing and the high favour of God is not just about me being blessed and highly favoured, but it's about me being positioned for increase, me being positioned for influence. And as we heard last week, us being positioned for significance. And the blessing and the high favour of God that was so powerfully upon Mary's life didn't just mean that she lived just this wonderful life on her own. No, it meant that through her life, the world could be transformed. Favour positions us for greater promises and for the incredible blessing of God. And you know, as we as we start to think about the realm of the supernatural and, and about the fact that people encounter God in different ways and in different seasons of their lives. But, but as we think about it, let's understand this. To encounter God is not to exalt us. To encounter God is for us to influence the world in a greater way. And it's all about God's favour. It's not about our ability. The fourth point today is, and I love this with Mary, she, it says this, that she asked in faith. What did she do? She said, how can this be? I've, I don't know a man. How can this be? Now, it's really interesting 
Somebody else just earlier asked that same question. If you go back to, to um, a guy called uh, Zacharias, he asked the question because an angel, the same angel came to him and said, your wife is going to have a baby. And he said, wow, she's barren and old. How on earth is that going to happen? And the angel said, because you're speaking, this is my paraphrase and my, uh, my preachy, um, because you're speaking such rubbish out of your mouth, Zachariah, we're going to have to make you mute. And we're going to shut your mouth because otherwise the miracle's not going to happen because you've got a part to play in this, so we're going to close your mouth for nine months. And then the baby was born. What's he going to be called? And he wrote in the sands, John, because it was the birth of John the Baptist. And when he finally got in agreement with God, his mouth was opened. Now, he asked the same question. How can this be? But you know what? There's an attitude difference. There's, there's this guy, Zachariah. How on earth is that ever going to happen? You must be joking. Realm of the Spirit? Angels? What are you on about? Healing? Really? No, that's impossible. God turned that around? Never going to happen. How can this be? It's impossible. God, don't you realise that? How can it be? This is impossible, God. And yet it was said with unbelief. And it was said in doubt, but Mary was so different. There she is, she's loving God, she's highly blessed, she's highly favoured, she's encountering God. The angel come, that doesn't surprise her. She's like, wow, but this is an interesting greeting. What's this encounter going to be about? And when the angel had said all those incredible things, she says this, how can it be? I don't know a man. She didn't say, yeah, that's impossible. What are you talking about? It was, how is this going to happen? And I want to encourage us today to have that sort of a, wow, how is God going to do this type of an attitude? Amen? How is God going to turn that one around? I can't wait to see what God is going to do there. God, how is that ever going to happen? It's impossible. Wow, can't wait to see what God is going to do. See, she asked in faith. Let's get the asking in unbelief and doubt out of our lives and let's get asking in faith into our lives. There's nothing wrong with asking. God, how are you going to do it? In fact, sometimes I think we need to ask more questions. We need to ask more questions of God. God, what am I supposed to do here? This is impossible. How are you going to do it? Is there anything you're asking me to do? See, sometimes God perhaps speaks us a promise or speaks us a word and we just go, yes, amen, hallelujah. God's going to do it. I believe it. He said it. That's it. But actually, there's another level. God, is there anything else you want to tell me about the promise? How are you going to do this? What do you want me to do? See, don't waste an encounter with God. Don't waste an encounter. Get everything you can out of that time with God. Last thing today finally is point number five and it's really how God works all the time and that is He works with the Spirit and the Word. See, God's got a principle and even though 
she's having an encounter with an angel. That was not the point. That was just the announcement. It's what happened as a result of the promise. And sometimes, you know, when perhaps things happen supernaturally, we're more excited about the fact we've had an experience than what actually happens as a result. Hello? Wow. Did you feel God in the place? Yeah. I mean, I was talking to Pastor Jason last week, and he had a real encounter with God here last week. It was like, I can feel him. And I know he said it on the platform, but that wasn't just a way to introduce a message. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place where, whether it's God speaking or it's, it's in a prayer time or it's in a worship time or you're just on your own in a car. I, I can remember just being in my car on my own many times. One time in particular, I had to stop driving because I was physically incapable of driving the car. Uh, I, I better qualify that. That's not because of anything illegal. Okay, that's just... The presence, honestly, the presence of God, it was a little blue van, the presence of God filled my van. And it's very easy to think, wow, do you remember what that felt like? Do you remember even what God said? Yeah, great. Do you remember that experience? Do you remember that time? I can go back to 1998 on a Thursday night in Horsham and I can remember I was sitting in the third row and it's a wide auditorium and I was, like, I was about in this auditorium about there and I had an encounter with God. I can remember other times where, where it, this is supernatural, guys. This is reality. And yet it's not the fact that I had or you have an encounter. It's what happens as a result. And every cult and false religion I can think of really is all about somebody had an encounter. Somebody experienced something. The experience is not the point. Hello? What is the point? What God does by His Spirit and by His Word. And God works the same way because God's a God of, of design and purpose and principle. This is how God works. If we went back to Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness. Then God said, what did He say? Light be. Let there be light. And the Spirit of God that was hovering took the words that were spoken and created everything that we know. It's how God works. I love, there's a little bit that I didn't read in that and I skipped down, but there's a bit and the angel talks about her cousin and the, and the conception of John the Baptist. And the angel says this, for with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. 
I love the amplified version here. Listen to this. For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfilment. I love this translation. No word from God will ever God works by His Word and by His Spirit. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. Then God said, let there be light. What happened with Mary? She said, how is this gonna be? Because I'm still a virgin. And the angel said this, the Holy Spirit is gonna hover over your life. Does that ring any bells? The Holy Spirit is gonna hover over the emptiness. The Holy Spirit is gonna hover over the impossibility. The Holy Spirit is gonna hover over your physical body, Mary. Will overshadow you. Don't you love that expression? Overshadow. We, we live under the shadow of His wing. What is that? We are under the shadow of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today. God is Spirit and wants us to live under the shadow of His influence. We talk about the shadow of Peter. Can I say it wasn't Peter's shadow. It was the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. When they said that which we have, we give, it wasn't just something they had, some object. It was the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary, and He will overshadow your life. But that's only half of how God works. The Spirit of God hovered over the darkness Then, come on, God said. Wow. Spirit hovered, God speaks. You see, without the Holy Spirit hovering, the Spirit of God is not there, if I can put it like this, to create what God says. And just the Holy Spirit hovering and no word being spoken means there isn't anything for Him to create. It's the Spirit and the Word. Now, isn't it interesting? The angel said, you will conceive. You will call His name Saviour. He will be the Son of the living God. So the angel had already spoken God's will. But hey, Who does God want to speak His Word? Not just as an announcement, but as a word of faith coming out of our hearts. It's us. The Holy Spirit hovered over Mary and what did she say? Let it be. Exactly what God the Father said. Let there be light. You know what she was saying? Holy Spirit came upon her and she said, let there be a conception. And the words out of her mouth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit 
cause the impossible to be possible. Cause the conception to take place. Can I encourage you today? The realm of the Spirit is real. God is Spirit. Ask in faith. Be cool with supernatural encounters. There was a book that came out years ago and I think it was called Exodus. And I don't mean the book in the Bible called Exodus. I think it was, I, th- I think the book was called Exodus and I can't remember. And there was this guy who talked about a prayer time he had and two angels came and stood in his room. And he looked up and they were like 150 foot tall. They were outside the room, but inside the room. Uh, he, he, he had an open vision. And he was in that room. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I read the book. Many, many years. But he was in this encounter. And God spoke to him and different things went on. I want to encourage you. I'm not saying you're going to see two 140 foot angels later on today. But what I am saying is, come on, let's be cool with this. There is a realm of the Spirit that is very, very real. Let's not reduce our Christianity down to what we know naturally. I think about, you know, Silas and Paul in the inner cell at midnight. And they worshipped God and they praised Him. And the glory of God filled the prison. Think about the day of Pentecost when there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. I think about Acts chapter 4 when they prayed and the building shook and they were all filled with a spirit of boldness. I think about the time in Acts 12, I think it is, where they're praying and Herod declares himself to be a God. And he falls down dead, drops down dead. I think about Acts chapter 6, I think it is, where they bring in tithes and offerings and, and they lie to the two, Ananias and Sapphira, lie to the person of the Holy Spirit. And in the presence of glory, unrighteousness was burnt up. I mean, this is a supernatural book full of supernatural encounters. I think of the fight all night long that Almighty God had with Jacob. And he wrestled with him as a man. And when he saw that Jacob said, I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm not letting you go. God had to put his hip out of joint. Isn't it interesting? It's the only way God was gonna win. God had to cheat. No, he didn't cheat. He just sort of slapped his hip. Our relationship with God can be higher and deeper and wider than we've ever experienced before. I hope you got something out of that today. Can we all stand to our feet? Mary had an encounter. This may not have sounded very Christmassy today, but it's the start of our Christmas Christmas season. 
And I want to encourage us. to give the supernatural space in our lives. Give the supernatural space in our lives. Don't just have a God space that is a time, time allocation. That's great. But let's have a, a God space that is more than a time allocation. It's a, here I am, Lord. Do with me whatever you want to do. Speak to me, challenge me, stir me, encourage me, transform me, renew me. Anybody up for this in Citygate Church? I, I want to say this is what Citygate Church is up for. This is what we are up for. Can I say the devil hates it? He hates it. He hates it, but that's all right. He's under our feet. But he will want to distract you. Next week, we're talking about the wise men. And the devil tried to distract them. Big time. Tried to deceive, tried to distract. But they stayed on course. It's a little preview for next week at the 9.30 service before the 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock that you need your tickets for which is not going to be about the wise men it's going to be awesome the 9.30 is going to be awesome as well let's pray shall we Heavenly Father we come to you and you are spirit and you speak to us spirit to spirit heart to heart and Lord, as we, Lord, are entering into this incredible season, Lord, as a church, and we're already in it in some ways, and it's Christmas and next year and so many things. Lord, we want to say, your will be done. Let it be done. For no word from God is empty of power. Lord, we pray your spirit will come upon us and overshadow us in greater and greater ways. And Lord, that we give our mouths like Mary did. She pondered things in her heart, but she spoke things by faith. And Lord, we wanna speak into the realm of the Spirit. Lord, as, as, as a matter of course, as a matter of lifestyle and habit. And Father, we thank You, God, for all that You're gonna do in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And just right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and <laughs> perhaps you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. This is, this is not a religion. This is a relationship with Almighty God. So many people at the moment saying yes to Jesus in and through Citygate Church. And we wanna give each and every person here today an opportunity to say, Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Saviour? Perhaps you believed in Him from a, as a child. Perhaps you're sort of thinking, is it this religion or that religion? Well, it's not about a religion or, a, or some, some designed life. It's about coming back to a relationship with the God who created you. And He demonstrated His love by sending Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son 
If you're here today and you want to say yes to Jesus Christ, Jesus, will you be real to me? Will you be my Lord and my Saviour? I humble myself. I hand my life over to you. Or perhaps you're here today and you, you can say, well, yeah, Pastor Jay, I say I'm a Christian. But really, it's got very cold and very dry, not just as an emotion over the last few days, but you know you need to come back to God. If you're in either of those situations right now, come on, I really want to encourage you. Give your life to Christ. If you're here today and that's you with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm going to ask you to do something really simply but really bold here today and that is to lift your hand high enough so I can see it in the auditorium right now, please. Come on, to say, yeah, Jesus, will you come into my life? Be my Lord and Saviour as I look across this auditorium. Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer together today. Let's say, Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You've demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give me life. I receive You, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. And by the help of Your grace and Your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Can we give God some praise today? Can we celebrate? Hallelujah.